0: Yes, it's episode 152 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. Uh, How are you doing? It is Saturday. Like I said, this is the last one I'm doing in the UK, I think, this year, because maybe next week I'll either record one when I'm in Bali, 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 or or I'll just do it when I come back. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what the new year's going to bring for the podcast, for me, for you. But before then, we have Christmas. Not yet, though, we're in Advent. Advent's the period of time before Christmas. Um, they get a little bit of knowledge for your brains. So it's Advent now, it'll be Christmas, 12 days of Christmas. First day is Christmas Day. Some people say it's Boxing Day, so who knows. But anyway, enough of uh, old Christian knowledge. <laughs> How have you been? How are you doing? How's your week been? I'm doing this quite quickly, I'm still doing housework. And stuff, you might hear that noise in the background. Obviously, not want to do the vacuum cleaning, Um, not Hoovering, though. Remember, Hoover's a brand, so it's it's vacuum cleaning, just to be a bit precise. And what what have I been doing? Yesterday, I was at the DMD live show, I was hosting that um, with DMD boys. So, shout out to Smokes, Ike, and Rome's, and shout out to all the artists who performed as well beforehand. Um, I can't remember their names. Uh, you got Akeem, Allen, Nicole and Gates. There you go. I remember their names. I haven't followed them online yet. I will do that. I will do that. Um, and shout out to DJ Illness as well on the decks. Chips, official tour DJ. He was there for the show as well. So it was a good show. There's a laugh. Um, had a lot of fun. Got, got a bit um, disjointed at points. We'll say that. We'll say that. The show almost got locked off as well. Um, So that's that's always fun, isn't it? It's not a proper hashtag urban event unless authorities are trying to lock it off. We weren't authorities. It was um, was the guys who actually run and own the the place. (laughs) Apparently, I shouldn't say this on the pod. Don't bait them up. They did them a favour. But um, let's just say that uh, maybe some... Regulations may have been encroached upon, breached, slightly breached. That's it, I'm not a snitch. Um, yeah, that was that show. But what have I been doing in the week? Did I gig this week? I did, I was at uh Comedy on, on Tuesday, did that. That was fun. Um, I think that's it, yeah, that's the only gig and I did this week. That's it, it's just been chilling. Just be chilling. Try some new stuff at, at Comdion. And um, that's it. That is it. No, but yesterday was quite calm, I felt, um, considering it is Drunk Friday. I don't know what the official term is, but it's the worst day um, for A&E calls because it is the last Friday before Christmas. And um, you should have a name for it, like Red Friday, because there's blood and people end up in A&E. Everyone gets very merry, very drunk. But, that didn't really happen yesterday. Well, not from the punters. Maybe from some of the, the, the podcasters. <laughs> Shout out to the ESN guys as well. Um, sixty percent of them were in the house. Um, Stav, Big Wahala, and Simple were all there. So it was it was good to catch up with those guys as well. But um, or, or yeah, Friday I thought was quite calm. Maybe because I wasn't involved in the in the drinking. I was just walking through Shoreditch from Old Street uh, up to Hoxton. I just didn't see the street carnage that I, that I usually see. Seems pretty calm. I'm not sure if the credit, you know, people still feeling the effects of austerity. I don't know, people just weren't going out. Maybe people are all pre-drinking before and they're going to head out just before they get to the club like we used to do at uni. Basically, fun at uni drinking drinks that I actually didn't like because my sole aim was to get drunk, not to enjoy the drink. Um, I'm to figure out what else has happened this week. I'm to out what in, in the news, everything's happened in particular. Not really. Uh, Nick Cannon's released a third diss track to Eminem. You know that thing I said I wasn't going to talk about? We I have to talk about it now. He's released a third diss track to Eminem. I didn't even know he released a second one. And when I last checked, his diss track had, I think, triple figures of dislikes. I mean, thousands. I don't exaggerate. Um, let's let's try and find it quickly. Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon diss Eminem. Uh, invitation cancelled. Uh, One point six million uh, views. Yep. And a hundred... Wait. So 20,000 likes and 138,000 dislikes. Um, how... A lot of people are saying, how are you going to lose a rap battle to yourself? Because Eminem hasn't actually replied. I don't even think he's even entertained it. But um, Eminem's... It's weird, though, that Eminem even started this. He started just rapping about Mariah Carey again. The guy seems obsessed is he obsessed maybe it's just like I think Charlemagne said it on Brilliant Idiots that he just thinks that what it is is them doesn't leave his house so he still thinks Mariah Carey is a relevant person to be name dropping in songs and he doesn't realise that it's probably a lot, a lot more relevant celebrities right now <laughs> that he could be going at could be mentioned in but I do know um right what else is going on? Nothing, no, nothing really. I um, read a cool article about the person who's behind Popeye's chicken marketing campaign with their chicken sandwich. Um, racism in Italian football. I mean, nothing really new there. I mean, they might have exceeded themselves with their anti-racism campaign um, out of all animals they use, they could choose to use for an anti-racism c- campaign. Uh, they chose to use apes. Yeah, apes. They chose to use apes to basically say we're all monkeys. <laughs> uh, black people said the cause is like no, no. The point we wasn't upset. That we were the only ones being called monkeys. That wasn't the point. It was, uh, we're not monkeys. He's like, yeah, I get it, but we're all monkeys. Eh, we all are monkeys. And eh? he's like, no, we're, no, that's not what we were saying. I mean, I guess we are all apes. We are all apes. We're one of the great apes, right? Which is funny when you, you, know, you speak to like really super, either super woke people or super stupid people. Um, it's funny how they come out with the same arguments a lot of times but um, it's okay I'm not a fucking ape ain't a fucking monkey actually what they say is I ain't a fucking monkey is that no one says you're a monkey I said you're an ape they're different and then uh, you what yeah, same thing I'm not a monkey so, right cool no one's ever claimed you're a monkey you're an ape alright well alright All right. what do you mean I'm an ape We share a common ancestor with chimpanzees, and it's like, well, nah, nah, because right, it is it is a question for your evolution. Um, why don't we have told Why haven't we? Why isn't there like this monkey creature about now? Because it's it's died off. It's it's now evolved into two different animals, chimpanzees, and and us. Yeah, but why why an monkey now then? Because so, that isn't how evolution works my friend yeah but why do chimpanzees still exist then if we used to be chimpanzees no one said you used to be a chimpanzee different it's a common ancestor split into two paths that's why chimpanzees still exist that's why humans still exist nah hey nah, the monkey <laughs> well it's nuts it's nuts though we have um But we just don't understand DNA, really. I think we have 98% same DNA as as a chimpanzee. But someone also told me this one of these internet things that I said, I haven't actually checked out, that we have uh, 90% shared DNA with bananas. So um, let's type that into the internet, see we have 90% shared DNA. um, Share, 90% shared DNA. Shared DNA with, that's DNS, different thing, that's internet, web browser stuff, with, there you go, humans shared 90% DNA. Uh, yeah, so apparently 60% of chickens share DNA with humans sixty percent, it's not ninety. Still that's quite high though, right? So I don't know. So another thing as well on online, um, about our existence. It's about how big the earth is compared to, you know, the, the closer planets, you know, Mercury, um, Venus, Mars and Pluto. I know it's not close, but had us compare to those planets, and so it's like, okay, Earth looks pretty big. Then they had Earth compared to the other planets like Jupiter, Neptune, Saturn, Earth looks tiny. Then they had Jupiter uh, compared to the sun, it looks very tiny, uh, and then the sun uh, compared to another star, it really tiny, and then that star compared to even bigger star, tiny. Then the universe, then the Milky Way, sorry, Uh, That star in the Milky Way, couldn't see it. And then the Milky Way in the universe. Now, I don't know how they know how big these things are. I heard apparently they send like a a light out and then wait for it to bounce back. Um, Someone's telling me that's how they measure it. I don't know how to do it. But the universe is pretty big. And you can't help but notice that when you look at a picture of the universe, if you Google the universe, it looks a lot like nerves and neurons and it always makes me wonder that are we ready for this are we little like components little organisms that live with with inside live inside like a bigger body so if we go macro we're tiny creatures and organisms that live inside the actual big body that's just moving around and we're so insignificantly small like this big body we're inside has its own life and it's just going about doing its own thing let me go micro to explain what I'm talking about see our bodies how many like uh, genes and atoms we're made up of like h- how many atoms how many atoms uh, in a human so in summary a typical human of 70 kilograms there are almost uh they've done 70 times 10 to power 27 atoms that is seven followed by 27 zeros so i don't know what that number is um, another way of saying this is seven billion 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 atoms in us right so imagine and all our body works in it so within us we have like our brains and our organs within the organs we have little things working and little systems going on we have all these cells you know what I mean? like all right let's say not atoms let's say how many cells how many atoms are in the human cell actually uh, 100 trillion atoms are in one human cell. Okay, so how many cells are in a human? Don't worry, this is going somewhere. Probably not nowhere funny, but <laughs> it's going somewhere. Uh, there are 37.2 trillion cells in the average human body. All right, this is what I'm making. So, what if these little cells have their own consciousness? their own mind or at least believes they do and they're going about their time and the functioning you know and those cells that are meant to produce say like red blood cells or to produce them that's what they do that's their meaning that's their purpose in life and they go and they make these red blood cells and they go back home and go that's good do- good good job good work good day of work there made loads of red blood cells what do you do for living? i make white blood cells all oh, right cool you no, know, that sometimes the harmony falls apart and parts of your body, cells in your body attack other cells. What about cancer? Cancer is like a terrorist inside your body. That no one really cares about when it's not in their region of the body. And you, you must have some cells who understand, no, we've got to take care of the whole body. Because if the whole body dies, then we die. You know what I mean? Like the Amazons, the lungs of the earth, like... Well, you don't really care because it's over there, but you don't realise that if the lungs stop breathing, then the whole body stops, and then that's your bit messed up. So it's just... So I was wondering that, like, what if we're inside another body that's just walking around? Some of you thinking, Darren, what have you been smoking? Nothing. Not been smoking anything. Um... I haven't even been drinking. I was at my Christmas party on Wednesday. That's uh, something I did. Serving so some non-alcoholic beers. Then I moved on to Seedlip, which is like a gin alternative. i tell you what, it tastes like gin. Really nice, actually. Really, really nice. P- pleasantly surprised. Uh, it's funny, again, when you're at these events, when you're sober, how many other people assume that you too are drunk because they've been drinking since two I said, no, I'm I'm sober. Um, unlike most times, more people knew I wasn't drinking. Usually, I just rock up to events like this and just not drink if I don't tell anyone. And people don't tend to notice. Even some who I told I wasn't drinking before saw me with a bottle in my hand, a non-alcoholic beer, mind you, but they was like, aha, caught you, knew you'd drink, and they just walked off. And the next day, they were like, oh, you were drunk? And I was like, no, I wasn't. Even if I was drinking, doesn't mean I was drunk. And I wasn't drinking. So impossible for me to be drunk. They I saw you have a beer in your hand. So it's not alcoholic <laughs> And someone was like, well, what's, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you drinking? <laughs> so I was a British figure. Well, why are you drinking? So, because I've got stuff to do today. But, um, I don't know. Right. Is there anything else to talk about? I don't think there is. Um, um, no, I don't think there is. Right. But no, let me know what you think about that universe thing. I don't think I'm the first person to think of that. It's something that's always been in my mind, though. I find it's like an interesting concept. That these little cells might be just running around trying to live its life. But anyway, just get on to Dear Deirdre. Shout out to 52 weeks later who um who said I'm getting very good at guessing what's gonna happen um in, in, in dear, dear i from reading the first few sentences. It do what it's uh It's just I can anticipate the dilemmas. It's years of being in chat rooms like ESN as well, you just know where the where the dilemmas going. Let's see. Anyway, dear Deirdre, I've been having secret sex with my wife's mate. After we all had the threesome. Yep, natural. A threesome with my wife and her mate was the best early Christmas present ever. I'm a married guy of 40 and my wife is 42. We have have two teenage kids. My wife got close to a friend at work and they jokingly sent pictures of their boobs to each other. It was fun. I saw the pictures and her mate's partner had probably seen my wife's breast pictures too. It gave me a bit of a thrill to be honest. You kinky bastard. Uh, we arranged to go to Germany for the Christmas markets with them her curvy friend is 38 <laughs> and her partner's 43 he told me they have an open relationship and are swiggers see this thing about swiggers I'm selfish you know the whole swiggers thing is like yeah you can have sex with my wife it's like alright cool I'll, I'll do that mate goes, but I won't have sex with yours no no <laughs> No, not the deal. So I'm trying to work out how this threesome happened. Because if they're swiggers, this guy should have been with your wife. But it doesn't seem like that happened. Let's, let's see what's going on. On the way to the airport, my wife asked me if I was considered a threesome with her and her friends. What happened to the husband? Then she said, what would you say if I arranged that for you for Christmas? I didn't know how to respond. The second night, I could tell the girls were up to something. They kept plying her friend's partner was drink until he gave up and went to bed oh this how are you gonna do how are you gonna cheat and be treacherous in the open relationship the guy is letting you bang who you want you can swing you can do all that but they've managed to find a way of making something that's already a bit mucky and dirty into something sinister and mucky and dirty you know what I mean like so someone go do what? Just help yourself. I've got biscuits in the cupboard. Uh, just help yourself to biscuits, right? I'm popping out for a bit. And, and you're like, what? Yeah, you can have whatever you want in the cupboard. You can eat whatever you want. Okay, cool. Thank you. Cheers. Appreciate that. In the fridge, help yourself. All right, cool. Then you decide to just put your dick in their mayonnaise. And it's like, why have you done that? They've given you all, all this freedom, and you decide to do something horrible. Why? I don't know. <laughs> it's like I don't understand, but anyway, um, partnered with drink until he gave up and went to bed. My wife's friend then said she was tired too and winked at us. We, when we went to bed, she followed us to our room. She stripped off, so did my wife, and they went to work on me. Um, her, her mate is, has an amazing body, and the sex with both of them was the turn on of my life we left the next day and that evening my friend my wife's friend messaged me with a photo of her breasts i went into the loos and sent her an explicit explicit pic of me well you sent a picture of your breast too <laughs> um, this went on for a few days until my wife found out oh now see again your wife's given you this threesome Yet you have managed to make it mucky and weird. Seriously, give people an inch, they take your house. I just don't, I don't understand how this keeps happening. Oh, oh dear, this one for a few. So yeah, so my fact she went mad with me and her friend. She says she's not speaking to her mate anymore, and apparently I must not have contact with her either. What she doesn't know is that I've been meeting her friend for sex whenever we can i'm starting to have feelings for this woman jesus christ and it's not helping that my wife is very frosty with me now what can i do your whole life's a mess seriously the ultimate victim is the other guys uh the other woman's husband the other guy he's the ultimate victim then your wife um who's who's the biggest villain it's you or this other woman? You, you're right. She's a villain because she plied her husband with alcohol so she, she could cheat with two people at once, and then she cheated on that arrangement again. So that is two two massive offences. And you, what he did was he got given a present. Nah, not there. You did it once. She's the worst she's the worst you second your wife third that husband i think he's actually a poor bloke um but yeah your life's a mess and um i think you just drive this off the cliff mate there's no recovering from this you just keep bagging keep bagging until you just until it all blows up in your face that's what you have to do there's, there's no point coming clean now you're, you're all a mess, and. Um, Yeah, you just got to hope that your wife doesn't kill you or that other woman's husband doesn't kill you. But I have a feeling they will if they're not already banging. But what's wrong with that guy, though, that he got cut out of the swinging party? His his self-esteem must be so low. Jeez, anyway, I took my fella back after he cheated on me, but he's still being unfaithful. I found out my boyfriend has been cheating on me with various women, including an 18-year-old friend of his daughter. Jesus. <sighs> we were living together and he seemed to do a lot of overtime and get home late without being paid for it. Well, that's special. That's a special kind of lie. Um, I asked, I asked, not seriously, if he was cheating, but he went berserk and dumped me. You say he was joking, but he was kind of not joking. Because he had a feeling about it. Um, I'm 29, he's 33. We've been together for two years and we, mo- and we each moved back in with our parents. I looked at his Facebook messages on the day we moved and there was filthy stuff between him and this girl. Six months on, he called me saying he'd made a mistake, asking if we could try it again. Like a fool, I agreed. I was listening to a voicemail messages in my car a few weeks later and my boyfriend's message came up. As they're synced somehow, he obviously hadn't realised. How do you sync up your voicemail inboxes? That's why is that even an invention? Who would want that as a function? Because maybe if you have two numbers, like legitimately, like a business number and personal number, and you just go, don't, you just dump it all in one. That could work maybe. So why is yours synced up? There's a message after message from different girls. All disgusting. When I confront, he needs to answer his phone then. But guess he's not answering his phone because he's sat with you, and his phone's like buzzing off. And he, you gotta answer that. He's like, answer what? Shifty eyes. Your phone is ringing. Nah, don't think it is. It definitely is. The screen's lit up. Mm. It says Brenda. Big Breast Brenda, actually, is what it says. The full name we've got it saved as. don't think that's even my phone. Then, yeah, she goes to reach for it to pick it up. He just throws it into a fireplace and goes, whoa, that, whoa I, I slipped. Whoops. <laughs> when I confronted him, he claimed his account had been hacked, but it was his voice. What? How is his voice on voicemails? What is? Wait, what? So you're listening to voicemails, but then his voice is on his own voicemail. That makes no sense. Um, I can't carry on like this, but I still love him. He's turned into a serial cheat, and I'm, and I'm a serial idiot for accepting his excuses. Um, yeah, just you need to walk away from that. I don't know how, and you need to unsync your phones because even when you split up, you know what I mean, and that guy's single. You don't still be hearing the voicemails. Yeah, he's out there having swinging parties and shit. Um, Right. One last one. Uh, No, that one's way mad. Let's see. Let's see what this is. Right, last one. Won't say he's gay. I think my brother's gay, but our dad's homophobic, so he won't come out. Well, quick thing. How old's your dad? If he's going to die soon, just hold out. Deny who you are as a person. and <laughs> Deny yourself any happiness until your dad's dead. But let's see how old you are. Um, I'm a lad of 17 and had plenty of girlfriends, but my brother, who's 19, never has. He hangs out mostly with this one friend um i'm sure i saw them kissing in my brother's car the other night they quickly pulled away from one another when they saw me my dad is quite homophobic so i understand why he wouldn't tell how can i help him come out well here's what you say you say i saw um i I saw you kissing And look, you don't let him talk. This guy saw you kissing. And listen, I'm totally cool if you're gay. Or bi, or pan. I don't... Whatever one you identify as. But listen, here's the point. I don't care. And I'm not going to tell anyone you're safe with me. And um, when time comes that you want to come out, um, I'm here for you, bro. That's what you say, it's simple, it's his coming out. You can't come out for him, uh, he doesn't need to come out if he doesn't want to. If his life's happy and he's happy keeping that secret, then do that. I know straight people who keep their sex life completely under wraps, you know, them people. So I've never seen them for partner, and then um, you just find out, yeah, they've been seeing someone for like years. So like, when does this happen? Yeah, We've just been seeing each other. Or you meet someone for the first time and then you see... You know that we... Like, they keep them quiet, right? Then you meet the other person for the first time. And you realise how much this other person knows about them. And it's like... Wait, are you two? Because I thought he was... Oh. <laughs> you know, that stuff? So some people just private like that. So because someone's homosexual, doesn't mean they actually have to be so public about what they're doing with their private life. I mean they can be if they want, but I'm saying it's like this thing of unless you're being public, then you're hiding it. It's like, oh I'm a private person. Do you, know, you know what I mean? Could just be that. Who knows? So yeah, but that's what you say to him. You just don't let him talk. You put it out there and you leave it. And you go, yeah, so come come talk to me if you ever want to. Then he might go, what are you talking about? Not gay. And you go, alright, cool. I'll take your word for it. Does this move on? If he says he's not gay, then please don't keep on banging on going, I know you are gay. I know you are. Just let him come out his own time, man. And I said, depends on how old your dad is, well, if the dad's old, then you just let him die. Let him die. <laughs> alright? He's not built for it. You gotta know think, there's a reason why people are you know, prejudice, where they're racist, homophobic, anti-Semitic, you know, Islamophobic, all, all those ones. Something's happened in their life. It's a culmination of their life experiences, how their brain processes external information as well, and the influences they've had. You know, just how they've experienced stuff, the influence they had, and how their brain processes that information. It's a culmination of all of that. Uh, no one is just racist out of choice. Like no one's just homophobic. It's out of choice. No one just chooses to be homophobic. You've had to be socialised in the way of your first interaction with homosexuality. What's, what's your first interaction with it? I know my first interaction with uh, homosexuality or anything being hinted towards that, me personally, was was around my friend Laura's house and she put makeup on my face. And I was like, I don't really want makeup on my face. That's what I was thinking in my head. Do you think anything big of it? I was like, I don't wear my face. She's like, why well, not? It's just fun. I was like, nah, it's for girls. I'm a boy. That's all I remember saying. And she says, come on, let's do it. And then she started doing it. And I, I looked in the mirror I thought, actually, it's kind of funny. When I, when I'm looking at the picture. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. This is kind of funny. Do you think anything deep of it? Then my mum and dad come to pick me up. I had makeup on my face. Ooh. I'm not sure how my mum reacted. I just remember my dad's reaction being so big. (laughs) Scared everyone. Uh, My mum had to be like, okay, just just relax. Uh, My friend, she was visibly upset and scared. My friend's mum was like, they were just playing, it was just a joke. And my dad was just in full patois cussing. And it was, and yeah, so. Rubbed that off my face. Uh, girl and gay and things like that got chucked about. I didn't get told I was. I was just told that's what who it's for. It's not for me. And a lot of anger towards it. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's not do gay things then. Or things for girls. See, then they got mixed in together. Things that are for girls. If you're a guy doing things for girls, it makes you gay. That's another thing as well. I got layered onto it. Then growing up in the early 90s, uh, going to school in like the early 2000s, anything that wasn't cool was gay. So again, it's just this kind of socialisation. I didn't just come out of the womb and like, don't like gay things. So that socialisation at school. So they didn't like gay things then. So then when I got to uni, where I actually started interacting with gay people. You know, people, not just gay as this kind of entity actual people yeah people who are gay if you will if you want to use people first language but it does help it does make sense then even then it was just like oh I mean this guy's alright but uh, I don't really want to hang out with him then he's saying growing up going for uni tossing more people meeting more people in the world hearing their plights as well and then not so much hearing their plights there's nothing as well shouldn't just bang on about people's plights just the normal shit the things they like doing. Oh, well, you like football as well? Oh, well, cool, me too. <laughs> you like beer? Oh, well, I like beer. It's like, oh, shit. You're just a normal person. And you're just a guy who happens to be sexually attracted to guys. Um, and think about it. We haven't really spoke about that that much. So probably can get on with you. And then you suddenly realise it feels a bit ridiculous to dislike someone for being gay and dislike gay things. And then you're like, oh, all right, cool. Everyone each to their own, innit? But what I'm saying is, didn't dislike gay people just out the, out the gate. And then just like them out the gate either is how you socialized. So you need to work out what's happening in your dad's life before you come out, before you force your brother out to his dad. You know, that's what you need to do. Anyway, that's a lot of talk about gay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. Uh, let's see one more. Uh, right, Mummy's boy. One last one. My partner seems more interested in his parents than our relationship. Okay. Dear, dear you, my partner seems more interested in his parents' well-being than in our relationship. He visits them several times a week. Okay. Are they old? Have they got this disabilities? Maybe on their way out? Maybe he likes his parents. I don't know. Go with him. I don't know what's going on. Let's read on. Um, he says they need his help, but they seem fine to me. Okay. Well, what does he say they need help with? Let's Let's find out. On the rare occasion we go out as a couple, Uh, members of his family ring and text him all the time. They seem like one of those weird close families, i see. He is 43, I am 41. He lived with his parents until we met a couple of years ago. Yeah, so they're really close. He visits them after work pretty much every day. If I suggest we do something else, he says he first needs to check they're all right. I can't see why, as they're fine. I love him and he says he loves me. But it's as though he's anxious about being separated from mummy and daddy. Oh, she's patronised him by calling him mummy and daddy. That is hilarious. Sorry. Which I find very odd in a man of his age. Yeah. Um, listen, big chunk of his life is lived at home with those people. Uh, your relationship changes. And you become more friendly with your parents as you get older. Then at another point, you actually become the more parent. And they become the child. You're now looking after them, making sure they're doing things right. And like, mom, you need to do that. It changes. But usually, there's a separation. So him living there till he's forty with no kind of sense of independence, it seems. If he's not, if he's can't live, maybe they're just close. What about your parents? Go visit your parents. Where do they live? Go check in on them. Or your parents, flipping annoying. I don't know what you do I think you just go with him go with him and then you'll get to hear maybe first hand them going Peter stop visiting us because they're trying to get their you know old lady swing on you know what I mean he's 41 so they've got to be in like 60s maybe they're like oh, once he leaves this house I cannot wait to turn his room into that sex dungeon I've always wanted it to be and then each time he's with, hi mum hi dad like walk through Peter he has to take off his leather give mask Ugh. have to do another time Audrey another time <laughs> alright cool that's the end of the pod I've got to do some uh, more housework then pack because we're going to the airport today alright so um, you know, I'll see you later and um, I won't talk to you before Christmas so have a Very Merry Christmas, and I'll probably speak to you before New Year's. All right, that's Griff. I'm out.